Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radam. Egberto Willis, your host. Special show today. I have nothing. What I mean is I wrote nothing for the show today, so it's all on you. I hope you guys start throwing messages in there because whatever you guys put in there, that's what we're going to talk about. The truth of the matter is I was on the phone for a couple of hours with Verizon and I was watching the, 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 the uh, Chauvin trial and all of that and I couldn't believe, I just couldn't get uh, centered because I just couldn't believe what I was hearing from the person that was defending that the, the person on the screen. So I said, you know what? I know what I'm going to do today. I'm not going to try to rush the show. I'm going to let you guys tell me what to talk about. And you guys are going to tell me everything because I have, to, by the way, just to let you know, I got three interviews that I've already done, but I don't want to shortchange those folks that I've interviewed by not doing the proper, the, the proper research to bring it all to you guys in a form that needs to be brought to you. So I figured let's go ahead and have a laissez-faire show that you guys control and start sending me stuff so that we can talk. We're going to talk with whatever you want to talk about. And I see that we already have stuff to talk about. Let's get busy. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Michael Rudnan says, how a veteran officer could have mistaken a Glock for a taser in the fatal shooting of Dante Wright. They feel differently in your hands. One expert said to, of the two weapons, different color, different grip, different trigger, different weight. A police officer that's too stressed to do the job should retire or else. Look, I don't even think it was an accident. I think she meant to pop a cap into the young man. Why do I think that? First of all, it is absolutely true. I also spoke to a cousin that's, a, that's, a, that, that's, a, uh, that's an officer, not my detective cousin, the other one. And here's what they said. There is no way she could have mistaken that Glock for a, I don't know if it's a Glock, but what, what, her gun for the taser. And the other thing that she said, he said is, you know what? I am waiting for some messages to come out of the, look, a lot of these officers here in Houston and other places, they are KKK sympathizers, okay? I hate to put it that way, but it's the truth. And they, 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 we've, we've seen messages that they've left in North Carolina. We've seen the messages that they, they have when they think nobody is watching, when they think nobody is listening. We, we've always known that they have a particular level of disdain for a particular sect of people in this country. We know that. Not all, but a lot of them. And by the way, a lot of them who are the good ones, they also know that the bad ones are pretty darn bad and that they just look at others as the hunt. That woman, I, it would not surprise me, her being the leader of the, I think, the union or whatever in uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Center. It would not surprise me that someday we are going to find that there is a notch for how many of those you-know-what you killed. I don't know this. I am Look, folks, whenever I talk out of turn, I tell you I'm talking out of turn. I am talking out of turn right now. But it would not surprise me if I were to find out that there is a bounty on the head of killing certain people that these guys have a private group talking about. We're going to find out sometime, but you can't have these murderous killings like this, knowing that there's, there are going to be no repercussions, and not think that there's something like that happening. Again, I always tell you when I'm telling you fact-based and when this is just opinion. What I just told you was an opinion of mine. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more. Nothing less. Michael Rudnan says, ex-Brooklyn police officer Kim Potter arrested in Dante Wright's death will be charged today with second-degree manslaughter. I'm not a legal expert. Is a charge for second-degree manslaughter the same as involuntary manslaughter? According to what I heard on TV, no. It is, it is rec it's something about recklessness or something like that they mentioned on, on the news that I just saw. As far, <coughs> as far as looking it up, I have not, so I'm not going to give a definitive answer. Michael Rudden also says, Kim Potter, the former Brooklyn Center police officer was fat who fatally shot Duante, uh, Dante Wright, served 26 years with the agency, led a union representing its officers, and once told two colleagues to deactivate their body cameras after they killed someone in 2019. Raiden, true. 
The first time a police officer either turns off their body cams during an interaction or fails to turn them on, they should be given a warning with a permanent mark added to their record. The second time is a fireable offense with no chance of returning to the police force later. We demand transparency and accountability as police have shown time and again that they have dirty cops among their ranks and the good cops are unwilling to turn the bad ones in their ranks in before they do damage. The police union is a disgrace to unions as it is the only union that would shield its employees after they've brutalized or killed someone. It's time for fair police contracts without union protections. Absolutely. And when we talk about defund the police, what we're talking about is defund a criminal enterprise. I want you guys to realize something. Which police report have you ever seen match what really occurred? You can never get a police report that match. Even the Chauvin report said the guy just died of natural causes. They never said I was 9 minutes and 29 seconds on his neck. Nowhere said that. A police report never reflects what really happens. They lie. They lie because they are empowered to lie. And look, the truth of the matter is we need security. We need security. We need protection against real bad people. But when the security that's protecting you against real bad people themselves are bad, which bad do you want? Which bad do you want? And, you know, for for those of you who are looking and saying, well, this doesn't necessarily affect me, Because I don't look like them. I am of the hue that the police gives a second chance. You know, at Daily Coast, yesterday there was an article. And, uh, you know, the the article that I saw at Daily Coast, I really, you know, at first I, I, I hope it's still there. Because the article was interesting. The article said, I stopped... Uh, uh, let, let's see if it's still on there. Let's see. Uh, yes, people. Bird, bird, uh, sorry, Republicans. Tucker Carlson. A progressive landslide. Uh, let's see. Dead. Uh, it looks like it, it's gone. I should have. I should have. Um, I should have bookmarked the article from the Daily Coast. What it said is, I got stopped by the police officer. I was scared, but I forgot. I had white privilege, and what it was is this person driving. Their lights on the trailer that they were pulling wasn't working. The police officer stopped them, came and talked to them, helped him put the cable on and say, hey, you need to hurry and fix this because you're going to get stopped again. But hey, chill out, just go. He was expecting at least a warning ticket, not even that he got, right? Now, look, the truth of the matter is the police stops everybody. Whoever you are, white, black, blue, anything, they stop you. And not only that, when it's time for them to make, meet their quota, they're going to stop you and they're going to ticket you too. Right, But it's ironic that you can scream, kick, throw out, slap, try to hit cops if you don't have my hue and get away with it. You can be like uh, the guy who killed nine people in uh, South Carolina and actually get somebody to buy you a Burger King or a Whataburger or whatever. You can do that. But the reason why it is in all our best interests to stick together with those that are aggrieved right now, to those that the police are terrorizing right now. All of my white brothers and sisters need to coalesce around all of us against our Latinos or black and all these other. Let me tell you why. Because the police force was set up in a time when we wanted to keep a particular group of people under control because at that point in our history, we could have all those poor general population people say, At least I am not them. And if you police them heavily and all of that, these people can say that. But the plutocracy is running out of people to abuse. The plutocracy is running out of people to take advantage of. So whereas this determine, your your hue determine your slave condition, and remember how I've defined slavery as antiseptic slavery, no longer is that the case. Now my my lower-end white brothers and sisters are now the new slaves. I didn't say that. I didn't define that. A United Kingdom, a UK professor, finally came out and said it. And it's amazing. I've been saying it for a long time, and I I taped that, and I, I have it somewhere in my blog where he says, white's the new black. 
So don't sit back. All the harm that is being done to a particular group of people right now, those who think they can say, well, at least that wouldn't happen to me because, remember, race, race is a social construct used to control. And if it's a social construct used to control, at the point they need to control others, you are now the one. Remember, when you could all go and get a job, you didn't need to get a college education. You could go out there and get a job and do fine because those others were doing the jobs, those other low-class jobs, and you were needed. Now that automation is coming to the fold, now that the plutocracy no longer needs you to do that other job that makes him more, they're coming for you. We are together, folks. All right, Bridge MCP says, I've been watching the trial, trying to be objective and scientific, and damn it, he is guilty as hell. The defense forensic pathologist today was caught up when the prosecutor got it. The prosecutor decimated him. And he continues to decimate him. Now, now the defense attorney is trying to somehow reconstitute some of what he said. I can't hear it right now because I'm talking to you guys. It's great. Tax 77 says, aggressive YouTube title like Berto quit race baiting every day. It's really a bad look. You stink. Actually, you know what? I smell like uh, that nice cologne that I put on today. So I'm not stinking today, and I wasn't outside doing a whole lot of stuff, Tax 77. And I don't race bait. Um, look, folks, I can't race bait. I am from a multiracial family. I have everybody in my family, from Latinos to white to African to everything. That's my family. My family is the world, and I love them all. I can't be a race baiter. My family is over and completely encompassing. Completely. So I can't be. Love my, I love my entire family. Everybody. So no, I can't be a race baiter. All right, Bridge MCP. FB is really screwing up this afternoon. Oh, I am so sorry. Julie Van Osdal. Yay. I was worried that I miss you today again. I am so glad you're here, Julie. It's been crazy in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. I'm exhausted because I'm awake all night watching the protests and press updates. You are holding down the fort for us in Minnesota, Julie. Michael Rudnick said, oh, you want more? Okay, I've got more. After we're done with these, I'm going to post them one after the next. Oh, my God, we are going to be terrorized by Michael Rudnick. But we love Mr. Rudnick. Martha Benton, I'm sorry, Julie, sending healing thoughts. And we all are. Text 97, Tank 28, hope that you are able to get vaccinated. He'll get vaccinated. We hope so. George Floyd 2.0 in Minnesota. At this stage, events are getting dumb. Wow. You know, you know, I feel for you, Tech 77, because it is amazing what Tucker Carlson and so many other people are doing to the people that, that respect them. Uh, and, you know, I'm gonna, let, me, let me speak directly to you, Tech 77. You're here every day. And I want to tell you genuinely from the bottom of my heart, please keep coming. I love you, brother. Please keep coming. Because at some time, I want you to have a landing pad when you find out that you've been had by the right. I want you to know that our people here, we are a family here. You are a part of our family here as well. I want all of us to know that we've got your back. Even right now, as you don't have ours, you will in the future. Because you know what? I, my goal is this. I know what's going on in this country. I know the angst that's going on. I know why they have to do what they're doing. We are in, in an unsustainable economy that can only work if it's changed. Uh, right now, Biden is trying to change it at the edges. It's going to have to have major changes because it is functionally unsustainable. It is an unbalanced economy that, does, that is unsustainable. Most people don't understand the technicalities within the, e the economy, why it has to crash. And, you know, the crash can come in many forms. Most people don't get how. We do. So we want you to know you'll always have a landing place, brother, Tech 777. Michael Rundin, FB has been screwing up ever since the new FB format has been up. Can you see? Yeah, I know. 
Uh, Van Asdel says, uh, the senseless has to stop. It will stop. I'm watching the cattle get the shot. Julie, hopefully they work. Yes, Mike. <laughs> Kim Potter is a man. Huh? Kim Potter is not a man. But okay, Lady Sparkle. Julie Henderson says, incompetence must be dishonorably discharged. Killers with a badge must be imprisoned. She is not an incompetent, dishonorable woman. She is a killer. And, she, you, and you notice how quickly the, 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 the captain, the, the, the police chief came out and said, oh, it's an accident. Everybody wanted to say this. Everybody wanted to say, oh, the chief did so much. He wanted transparency. He came out with the tape. No, he came out with the tape because he thought it, he wanted to create a plausible argument and place that into the domain, into the media domain. So every station that you hear talking about this killer right now, everybody who is talking about this woman killer right now, the first thing you hear is accidental shooting. She thought she was holding a taser. That was done to psychologically sh shield her. Understand why that tape was released. That tape wasn't released because the chief wanted to be transparent. That tape was released because the chief and the police wanted to have a plausible outcome, a plausible reason. And in that tape, her voice says it. But I must warn everybody, if you see when they are murdering these black men or Latino men on the, on the, on the ground, these guys would be pretty much static. And you would hear the cops saying, uh, be still or stop resisting, stop resisting. The guy's not doing anything. The guy would say, but sir, I'm not resisting. Stop resisting, stop resisting. And then they pop a cap in him. Why? They say stop resisting so that on the camera, on the voice, they can say there is a justifiable reason for me to kill this guy. But in reality, the guy wasn't resisting. And they get off time and time again. Okay, uh, let's see. Norman Reynolds here. Let us talk about two ideas. The idea of putting people in jail where jails do nothing. Removal of the ladder you climb on to prevent others coming behind us from doing the same, especially if they are not of our group. I love that. First of all, we should not be putting people in jail except if that person being placed in jail is going to get out and harm another person. Why do I say that? It costs us more to keep them in jail. We're locking them up. They can't work to take care of their families. We are paying to feed them. We're paying the people who have to take care of them. We're paying the utilities and all of that for punishment. Who is getting punished other than the taxpayer? The guy's getting a free lunch and a place to stay. We, again, what we do many times make no sense. On the second subject, going up the ladder and preventing others from going up again. That is a taught behavior. And the way we teach that is we try to create what's called a false scarcity. Right? In other words, if I don't think there is enough for my entire family and others, and I am giving you a cue that the reason there is not enough is that those others that don't look like me, and it's easier to do it this way. It is easier to say my failure is not due to other people that look like me because I, the, way we were, the way we were programmed to think is that if others that look like me are going through the same tribulations, that could be me. But if you can change it, that's why we say race is a social construct. If we can make it a thing of color or a thing of how you look, you remember that, that experiment with brown hair and blue eyes? That we prove that when you separate people this sort of way and say and assert uh, a superiority on one, how people act into the role, it's not a human thing. It's a taught thing. So what they do is they create this caste system that makes you believe that your, your perils, your angst is created by those others. So you bond with others that are seemingly like you to prevent the ascent of others, because the ascent of others they have taught you to believe means your descent. 
And when we start to psychoanalyze this and teach people how these things really are, we realize that we are all in this together. And to put it bluntly, Oprah Winfrey and Donald Trump has more in common and they will stand up for the issues more so that affect you than me and Tech 77. And that is what I hope, I sure hope going forward in all that we do together, that we are able to understand that among all of us and then preach it out in the masses so that together we can beat the plutocracy. Because that is what it's going to take. Right now, we have people confused out of hell. Continuing. Okay, let's continue. Bridge, I, would, I wouldn't sign a police report because it was nothing of what I said. True. Julie Van Asdel says, I think the prosecution is doing a good job on the defense witness. I just pray that the charge and arrest of Officer Potter takes the temp down a bit around the protest. I think that's why they did it so fast, um, Van Asdel, Julie, because they, they knew that we're, we're hitting that point. You know, when you don't have rights, when it's constantly taken away from you, when it makes no, when it has, and that's what I said, America is getting to that point as a whole also. When you see no way out, there's no way out. So you lash back. And we are approaching that point with the assassination of POCs by cop. And unfortunately, that doesn't bode well for cops in the long run. Because I know what the outcome of people knowing might as well do this. I know what that means. I've seen it in the countries like where I'm from. And uh, so while the cops are happy-go-lucky right now, beware. Martha Benton, welcome aboard. Egberto, does your book talk about talking to right-wingers that seem to only want to prove you wrong? My friends and I were saying it's like we are both just trying to convince the other. Let me tell you what, what I do. Um, I'm, I'm so glad you talk about that, Martha. Uh, right-wingers, and actually left-wingers too, too often go into a conversation that says, I am trying to make my point. And by the way, earlier in my life, that's how I was too. I knew I was so right I wanted to make my point, and I wanted you to see my point. As I grew up, as I got info from people from all over, all kinds, everything, I realized that there were three areas. You're either absolutely wrong, you're absolutely right, and then there are areas that are gray, meaning neither wrong or right. In this show, I've always explained that uh, that, that right-wingers talk about wanting small government and left-wingers wanting big government, both of them are right. Both of them are right. If you, if you are willing to live with the consequences of little government, that's fine because it's not, that's not a right or wrong thing. And the same for the left. If you want big government, it means that there are a lot of things that we don't have to worry about. First, we're not going to get those spikes in wealth. And secondly... People are going to be able to have health care and all of that provided for uh, with all of us pooling together by the state. So they're neither wrong or right. I mean, they're, they're not wrong. They're both right. But uh, to claim that a mask that can reduce 95% of particles in the air won't make less people sick. If a person on the right says masks don't work, they're simply wrong. We don't have to argue about it. They're just mathematically wrong. If somebody on the left says, if we have Medicare for all, uh, it's cheaper. Healthcare becomes cheaper on a per person, per thing basis. That's an absolute mathematical fact. So if somebody on the right tells you that private healthcare is more efficient, that's a it, it makes no mathematical sense. So how do you solve that? When it comes to my book, Martha Benton, what I do is the following. I don't go tell them this information. I start asking questions after questions after questions in a very calm conversation-like. And I let them come up with the answers. And you know what? Most people are intelligent. In fact, I'll, I'll garter bark that 
everybody's intelligent unless you have a mental illness. Everybody's intelligent. And what happens when you have an honest conversation? Where you, where you do more listening, where you allow the person to talk, where you ask questions, and when they say crazy things initially, you don't react to it, but you allow it to flow. You'd be surprised, and that's what I talk about in my book as well. You would be surprised that too often, more often than not, they come around to what you would have said anyway without you ever having to say it. And I, in the book, I give an example of the woman who I discuss Medicare for All, not once using the word Medicare for All, but asking her what she would like to see in her healthcare, which she was bitching about. And by the end of the conversation, she came, her, what she wanted was Medicare for All. And I felt guilty. I finally said, ma'am, because I live in, in, in an area that's very, very red, and most black folk that they see in this part of town, they think we're black Republicans or something like that. And I'm a black left-wing Democratic type guy, right? And I finally felt guilty and I said, ma'am, I hate to tell you, but... Or rather, I told her, I, I just want to tell you that I am a lefty, I'm a, I'm a Democrat, all that good stuff. I told her and she turned red like a cherry and she said, but you are so nice. And I said, ma'am, we are all nice. Go have some lunch with the liberal ladies who lunch. I told that story a million times. But I mean, so what I'm saying, Martha, my book gives some good pointers in, in doing that in the stories that I tell. And in the radio shows that I do at KPFT 90.1 where people called in, many a times people would call in and I'll just let them talk and say their piece. And a lot of my left-wingers used to give me hell because why are you letting them talk? Why are you letting them fill the air with that? Then at the end of the conversation, they're like, oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. So the, the thing about it is having a conversation. Okay, continuing. Martha Benton, but one is right and one isn't. I don't get it. Depend on what we're talking about. Like I just said, there are, there are three areas, right? You're either absolutely right, absolutely wrong, or gray area. And gray areas is usually where you're at. Okay. All right, Julie Van Asdel, take some You should know me better. Oh, let me continue. That was a private conversation. I just don't know how to get through to them. Seems it's just white supremacy that is when you boil it down. There's a lot of white supremacy, but white supremacy also has a... Look, there are some people who look at white supremacy just as an absolute. In other words, I am white. We're supposed to be in charge. No matter if you're more intelligent or whatever, we're in charge. We're white. But you know what I found out? in talking to people who are white supremacists, and I've spoken to many of them, and I swear to you, I've spoken to a lot of them. And they talk to me because somehow they find it comforting, and they've, you know, sometimes, the, the thing that gets them the most is when, they, when they're telling me stories, and they say, and you know, and, and you know, the problem is the N-word guys, or da-da-da-da, and I will sit down there, and I'll be listening calmly, and a lot of times they're doing things to try to see if they can bend me, to see if they can get me to react to being racist against me or racist against others. They want me to react, so I let them talk and tell their stories. And ultimately I ask, like, what, is it that, what is it that you think I'm going to do to you? And eventually, I remember going out to this, this, this honky-tonky bar and talking to a whole bunch of rednecks right there, and by the end of the day, these guys were buying me food. They wanted to buy me drinks, but I don't drink. And they were like, man, they just enjoyed the talk. And some of them said, hey, this is our new buddy, man, and, you know, all that. And I tell you what it's all about. The plutocracy knew what they did. They know how hard it is to change that muscle memory. But they also know that when it starts to change, it changes fast just like how I changed fast from a homophobe. It was like that to change, to change psychologically. It took years to change from the heart, meaning we're seeing two men kiss didn't do a damn thing to me. I remember for the longest time, even though when I knew it was none of my business and it was okay, if I saw two guys kissing, I was oh, golly. And then it's like, now it's like, guys, guess two guys in love, man. Shoot, you know? But it took a while because we were conditioned in Panama. Like I always tell people, I suffer the threes. I am black, I'm Latino, I'm Caribbean. Three strikes, we're homophobes. 
And it, you have to get over that because it isn't the problem of those people. It, is, it was my problem. And when I acknowledged that, I could change. And a lot of white people acknowledge that now. And it is putting the fear into that 67% of white people that haven't gotten the bill yet. You see, the, I mean, it's still a lot. Remember, Donald Trump got 71 million people to vote for him. So, 74 million. But it's, it's going to change. I am very hopeful. I am here for the fight. Bloodless fight, mostly. So, uh, Martha, just don't ever give in or give up. And talk and listen. Get Establish a relationship. Even, even if it's, it's a racist, establish a relationship. I always tell people a lot of my friends are racist. Because they are. You know? And I establish relationship even with my racist friends. And there are times I bend here and there to kind of get them over the hoop. And every now and then one of them would make the breakthrough and they'll come and they'll say, Oh, wow, Egberto, how the hell did you tolerate me? All right. Police department equals slave patrol. Courtney, the SLP, you must have been reading, girl. Uh, Martha Benton. Hey, Courtney, Bridge MCP. Let's see who else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, I'm okay putting off those chores. Ha ha. How about we combine the ambulance and fire truck, call it a frambulance. It would... <laughs> hey, it takes, you just want to have some fun, brother. Julie Van Ostel, of course, just don't get mad at me for wearing a mask. I'm vaccinated, so I'm fairly safe. I wear a mask to protect you and others, but I don't plan on getting on a plane late till August. I had to get on a plane to go visit my daughter and move her, and I'm going to have to get on a plane to go move her again. How you doing? Fine. Courtney SLP, Bridge MCP, Mac. Happy Wednesday. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, text Sam said, we got, we're going to Vegas for my birthday in August. Egberto, meet us there. Who is we? And I would, you know, if I were in Vegas in, when is your birthday in August? Man, I'd love to meet you, Tech 77. We'll chat. All right, Court, the SLP. Martha, LOL, I'm good about, the, about get out in North Carolina heat and go for a walk. It's hot in North Carolina right now. It's kind of hot in Houston. Not really hot. Kyle Ritterhouse is an example of upcoming police. He knows being white with gun and street is a license to kill. I'm minority without a weapon or targets. Julie Henderson. <laughs> Boy, he is truly guilty. Yes. All right. Michael Rodney says, police kill thousands of people every year across our nation. While police kill minorities at a disproportionate rate, typically a bit under three to one, doesn't mean white people are safe. Thank you. That is an important thing to understand. As there are more white people in this country than minorities, police kill more white people every year in the overall totals. True. And let me tell you other things as well. Let me tell you other white people that get killed. Uh, people who are thought to be sympathizers. You know, a friend of mine, I don't remember who it was, or was it on this show or another show, came up and said, you know what surprised him? Remember when uh, George, all the George Floyd riots were occurring? He said, you know what happened? We had all those white suburban martyrs coming out there in front of the lines holding in chains. And he said, those cops didn't care. They were busting their heads out. And this is what the guy said. They were busting their heads out just as if they were black people. <laughs> That's what he said. And, it, it, you know, I, I kind of had to smirk a little bit. It's sad, right? But what he was saying is, because of what these women stood for, they became honorary black people like that professor said in London. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Aqua Velva, Old Spice. Yeah, it's Old Spice. I, I, I love Old Spice. I use a lot of Old Spice. Bridge MCP, Egberto Race. <laughs> Thank you, Bridge. I can always count on my, my wonderful Bridge MCP, leader of the PDR Posse. Okay, it's actually 8.337. We, we did a lot of talking. I still have a lot more to read. But I tell you what, let me go ahead and do my ask real quick. If you are on YouTube, folks, please consider becoming a part of this program. Help us continue to push the, 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 what we put out there. Go ahead and click that join button. Become a part of the PDR Posse. Please become a part of the PDR Posse. How do you do that? Just click that join button if you're on YouTube. If you are not on YouTube, if you're on Facebook uh, Live or any other network, go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash 
YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. If you want to get one of our PDR Posse Cups designed by Bridge MCP, go ahead and go to that link and get one of our cups. And if you send us a picture of your cup, we'll put a picture of your cup on with you, just like we've done with our folks here. There is a cup that Bridge MCP designed and put together, and there is Roberto Lewis showing us that he bought all three of our cups, and there is Bridge MCP with a beautiful background showing her our stuff. Yes, I got a lot more to read, and I am going to read them. By the way, folks, you can also support us by becoming a patron. We need a lot more patrons. Please go to politicsandright.com slash patron, politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, or you can also support us going to our PayPal politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. That book that you see on the screen, that's the one that Pantum was just talking about. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. You can get that at Amazon, who gets most of the cash anyway. Uh, there, but if you want to give a little bit more of the cash to Politics Done Right, you can get the book directly at our store at politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. If you want to support us as well, you can either give us a super chat or go ahead and join right now. Okay, let me get back to answering questions because it's a lot of them and I can't leave my brothers and my sisters hanging. Okay, I'm coming down, guys. If you haven't heard, look, I'm going to, I'm going to touch every message. So please keep putting them in. I'm touching every message. Oh, look at Rodney putting some long... Rodney, why do you give me so much work? Okay, let's go to white men are scared of you, Mr. Diversity, said in a positive tone. Yeah, but I, I want to say I, I, take, I take a little bit of exception because for, the, for all these folks that are good people, I have a lot of white brothers that um, one, one of them came out and told me we were at a Democratic meeting and he said, Egberto, I want to say this, but I can't say it because I'm a white man. And I got pissed. I said, why you can't say it because you're a white man? He says, because, you know, uh, they're going to get on my case and they're going to say white men this and that. I'm like, look, brother, let me tell you something. First of all, what you're about to say is correct. Get your ass out there and say it. And take the consequences for saying it. And don't push back for being, don't push back for being right. We're not talk, when we talk about the supremacy, and all, we're not talking about you. We're talking about those who perpetrate it. Not those who don't. Just like I don't want to be stereotyped as some gang banger the way they try to stereotype other folks that have my hue. I don't want you to feel stereotyped because, oh, now it's all the attack on white men. That is a fallacy being pushed by the right to get you to react. It's not true. And by the way, many on the left are starting to adopt that as well. And if you know me by now, you know I am not going to tolerate that. I am going to say good people are good people, bad people are bad people. We have a predominance of bad people in a particular area. We'll tackle that. But the only way we are going to all get together is we let everybody stand by who they are. And I don't, you know, just like the other day, a woman said, oh, sometimes it makes me ashamed of being white. I said, don't be ashamed of being white. Do something about what others have done. There's no shame for you because you, if you're doing the right thing, you're doing the right thing. Punto final. OAN, parent company ordered by, to pay MSNBC Rachel Maddow $250,000 after losing defamation suit. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I have a lot to read. Thank you for pointing that out, Michael Rodnan. MSNBC's uh, motto covers Russia more than all other topics combined analysis. There's been quite a few people who have used the no reasonable people uh, would believe me as a legal defense. I agree with that. Okay, continuing. I can't finish that. Tom C., greetings from Michigan. Hey, Tom, I sent you a new user password so you can read all our books online. Everybody who subscribed to the PDR network at the $4.99 level can read all our books online. All our books online, and there's a new one coming out in the next few couple of weeks or so. I'm on page 223, I think, now. Uh, anyhow, and I'm, I'm actually what I'm doing is proofreading, and then I have to put the ending that says exactly how we create Utopia that I'm working on right now. But the book, is, you, you know, already... Anyhow, um, so Tom C., I sent you new passwords, all that good stuff. Julie Henderson. Okay, I don't take sides in better than you all. Okay, Tom C., the Michigan uh, mitten has its middle finger raised against democracy and common sense health precautions. We know that. Bridge MCP, I always love motto. I love motto. You have to love motto. Eric Hayes, oh, he is changing it. All right, but if the country goes bankrupt, so to speak, then what? Oh, Eric, when are we going for coffee? 
this not, I'm not going to answer you here, Eric. You, we got to go for coffee. We got to go for coffee. Because you're driving me crazy that you haven't understood what I spoke about, not only MMT, but even what uh, Stephanie Kelton spoke about that particular issue when she, but we'll take it another time. Bruce Pollard, peace for all. There's, there's my white brother. Bruce is nothing like what, what, what folks talk about. You know, Bruce, cool. He's a part of the solution. How you doing, Bruce? All right, let's continue. Uh, the taser thing happened in 2016. As well. I do remember that. When they claimed they thought it was a taser, it was accidental shooting. I don't believe that for one thing. Controlling the narrative. Exactly right, Courtney SLP. Oh, I must be behind if you're just at that one. All right, Bridge, let's see. Martha Benton, 100%. Okay, Bridge MCP says, in 2016, it was Minnesota. I didn't know it was Minnesota. Okay, great. Here's a question about less lethal tools. If the police didn't have tasers, a form of torture to create compliance, would they be more or less brutal? More brutal. Uh, You have to realize, these guys are very, 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 very bad. The ones that are bad. And the thing about it is, they are bad with a license to kill. And that's the scariest part. In other, uh, Michael Rodden, in other countries, countries that don't use tasers, they have a lot fewer instances of excess force complaints. There's a TED Talk that would be worthwhile as a follow-up. So we can always count on Rodden to do that. Uh, check it out, guys. Courtney SLP, George Fort. Uh, let's see. Julie Van Aspen. Hey, Egberto Willis. Is it okay if I promote fabulous independent journalists here in Minnesota who does much of her reporting on front lines? Look. Everybody can come on my blogs, on my show, and promote independent media and anybody in independent media till hell freezes over. That is what we are here for. I don't believe in that thing that says, oh, don't promote other people on my show. Promote as much as you want as long as we are moving the message forward. I am honored that you feel it is okay to promote Georgia Ford here. So please do it and please promote anybody you want to on this show. The only thing I ask is please please be cognizant that we want to be responsible in what we're doing. That's all I ask for. And, mo- and the vast majority of our listeners, watchers, and all of that are very responsible people. But if you have people you need to get access and you know that this show can help, be my guest. In fact, if you want to tell them to come on the show... I'll be more than happy to interview them as well. So, please, feel free. Ah, uh, continuing. Paul Fleming, ATL. Hey, Paul, you just came in at number 24. Oh, wow, I'm 20 minutes behind. Welcome aboard, Paul Fleming. Let's see what else. Uh, Michael Rodney and I remember the LA rats after Rodney King assailants were off. That can and will happen again. As MLK said, a rat is the language of the unheard. Michael Rudnan, so so true, so true, so true. I so remember the Rodney King rats. I do too. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez, conservatives keep saying people shouldn't resist arrest, but they're ignoring that this expectation isn't working. The thing is, many times people are not, re- like I told you, many times people are just complying. The, the officers are making it seem like they're not complying so that they then can be violent and murder us. On those, they're arresting. I mean, the level of hate in this place from guys like these officers is amazing. And what is so funny is it costs so much. I was watching the, the, the trial yesterday. And let me tell you what got to me. And I'm, I'm coming to everybody's questions, guys. Here's what got to me watching that show, watching it yesterday. You saw uh, George Floyd use a $20 counterfeit bill. We had several fire trucks, EMS several police officers, a whole bunch of resources were placed at that spot because of an officer who decided to just not give Floyd a ticket and say, go to court, we'll resolve it later. It cost Minnesota over $30 million by the time this stuff is all over because of one officer's racism. Racism can get expensive. Michael Rundin, that's between. Uh, Mike, uh, let's see. Uh, Paul Fleming, unarmed people of color will continue to be killed unless consequences like the one that plane are in court now with the George Floyd trail. There's absolutely no reason that an unarmed person should be killed. 100%. People, uh, British MCP, people who say they are not racist keep saying, well, they keep resisting arrest. They will not acknowledge why they may behave the way they do. They are friggin' scared. 
and have reason to be scared. Bridge, I love you, girl. That is so true. Uh, Michael Rodnin uh, replying to Norman. I won't read that one. Daniel Ledo, five times in two weeks, he has told the story, getting old. You see, what you don't understand about internet, internet radio and even on-air radio is that we get thousands of new people that listen to the podcast every single week. So if you go ahead and look at all our podcasts, just go ahead and look at it, the numbers that, that you can, Well, I don't know if you show the numbers other than the live numbers or whatever, but you'll see. So a lot of times I repeat, and for those, for those who are here all the time, I ask your forgiveness if you heard the story already. But there are a lot of people that have never listened to Politics Done Right before. So we have to keep things fresh. Carl Cox, Corona Capitalism doesn't allow affordable health care for the bottom 90%, not just t- the top 10%, especially the top 1% getting affordable health care. Perfecto, Carl Cox. You're absolutely right. Uh, Eric Hayes says, no, he's replying to Norman. I'm not going to read the one that's private conversations. Roberto Lewis says, Mr. Politics Done Right, don't forget your advertisement. Thanks. Hey, thank you, Lou. I didn't see that, but I I did go ahead and throw that in afterwards when I realized, oh, time is flying and I need to tell people, come on and support Politics Done Right. Uh, Rana Abdelmi, newest artist, endorsed primary challenger in New York. Got to look her up. Daniel Ledo, don't worry, Egberto, will shill for cash. Always does. No uh, shill to keep the program alive, Mr. Ledo. That's what I'm doing. I don't think you complain when you watch commercials on ABC or on CBS or NBC, and they're providing a service. My service is what I'm doing here, plus what I am providing. Now that I'm vaccinated, I'm going to be back in the field again. So I, I just, I, I, you know, the reason I respond when, when um, Ledo says that is that people that are new who don't know what we do may just watch what Ledo had to say and think it really made any sense. So I just wanted to correct that. Chauvin is guilty of murder in the second degree, should be given life imprisonment. I agree. <coughs> Justice Democrats endorsement today. Thank you for that info. If I see public display of affection, I usually turn away. None of my business. Exactly. All right. <coughs> Hello. Egberto went from homophobe to racist. Hmm, such an improvement. Uh, let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. I want all of you that are listening to put here, Egberto, space, racist or not racist? Either yes or no. Am am I racist? Put yes or no. Then I'm going to ask you to do the same for Daniel Ledo. Is Daniel Ledo racist? Yes or no. Let's do a poll for all of those who listen to Politics Done Right. Martha Benton, Egberto, you give me hope. Martha, you know what gives me hope? That you are here. That Daniel Ledo is here. That Tech 77 is here. That Eric is here. That Roberto Lewis is here. That Norman Reynolds is here. That Bridge MCP is here. That E2247 is here. And all those that I'm not mentioning right now are here. Carl Foster, let's talk about CNN tonight. What do you want to talk about CNN tonight, bro? All right, continuing. Nanette Bird-Smith. I'm so happy you're here too. And Jessica Taylor. Hola, como estas, mi amor? Uh, Bridge MCP, hey ladies, uh, Norman is talking too. Please note that bonds are not an issue for evil rich people. It's only an e- exactly. Uh, Jen- Jessica Taylor said the defense expert witness today on the Chauvin trail is a joke. I know. What is so funny is how he was so destroyed by that. Uh, let's see. Erica Hayes says, replying to Norman Reynolds, Norman Reynolds, don't jail people. Oh, that, that's a conversation. Michael Cesar said, George Floyd overdosed on lethal amounts of illegal substances. It is just like the guy on, on, um, on MSNBC said. He said, Americans who are predisposed to look at black people as always being guilty will try to find a particular reason to make Floyd guilty and get the officer off. But to Mike Cesar, I have one question. Doesn't it bother you that these cops have been taking the lives? You know, the same people that always talk about pro-life, protecting the white life in the womb. Doesn't it ever really bother you, the amount of dead black people, when we know, when we know the truth? Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. You know better than that, Mike. Use, your, use not only what I've been trying to be implanted in you, use your own mind. Look at the video, the entire 929. Look at it. 
Jessica, yes, he failed on the cross miserably. Uh, let's see what else is here. Uh, a lot more. <laughs> yes, I know, Rudnin. I know, Rudnin. You know, I love you, Rudnin. But yes, you guys write a lot. And I, you know, I'm so happy that I didn't play the video today because I just love talking to you guys. Uh, Gordon, he didn't die from an asphyxiation from the cop. He died from the heart problems due to drug. There's one person that says that. One person that got destroyed on, on, on a rebuttal. And you still want to hold on to that after all the professional doctors said otherwise, Mike Cisak. Why are you predisposed to believe that one guy? And like I said, why is it that you're predisposed to believe the one guy from South Africa who came from South Africa during the apartheid days? You know, it's amazing. The person who is there to most convict George Floyd of dying of, a, of, of intoxication by drug is a South African doctor. A doctor who has his genesis in an apartheid system. And that's who you choose to believe. Amazing. Whew. Okay. Uh, let's see. Eric Hayes. It's a conversation. Michael Red Egberto, reason for posting those two long ones at the moment. Thought you wanted more topics. No worries for skipping them as the new comment slider keeps going up and down. Rudnin, you keep posting your stuff, brother. I love what you have to post. And you keep putting them there. I read them after anyway. You obviously haven't watched the trail where the doctors state that the man didn't die from drugs. He, you're just wrong. How come the law does not apply to the super rich, says Carl Foster? Because we don't enforce it. We must. Carl, we must. Actually, we are in the majority. We should. Okay, Eric doesn't mess with Raquel. Paul Fleming. I love my life, my judging people by my interaction from them. I know I a racist uh, by his actions, but I judge by how I look. Think about that. I know. Jessica Taylor, Carl Foster, clear your country's debt by starting war with other countries that you owe. <laughs> Foster, you're a bad man. You must be a libertarian. Uh, Jessica Taylor says, uh, George Ford and Benjamin Dixon, I found you and George uh, through Ben, I am also PDR Posse member. Jessica Taylor, love you. Thank you for being a PDR Posse member. And uh, I love ben, uh, Benjamin Dixon. And George Ford is going to be my new one. In fact, I'm going to try to get her on. All right. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um, Egberto, that $20 bill, the clerk wanted to forgive it and pay the George Floyd's item. I know. Uh, there have been 500 white people killed by cops. Where is the rats for that? Hmm. I'm going to let you answer that question. Because there's a reason why there aren't riots. Because more than likely of how that was done. I can tell you one thing. There was one white guy in Georgia who the, uh, the, the police thought they had drugs on him. And they opened up on him because they got to the wrong house. And yours truly, I wrote a blog condemning it. And guess who didn't cover it? A lot of the news media didn't. I covered it. I believe in honesty, honesty, honesty. Uh, Bridge, uh, then why were the police called on Floyd? Uh, they did it beforehand. Okay, Michael Rudnick, Egberto is an anti-racist. Thank you, brother. Daniel Ledo, yes, okay. Daniel Ledo is confused. Uh, EW is not a racist from E2247. Bridge MCP, uh, Floyd tried to steal using fake money. Then Floyd was found in his drug with his drug dealer. Egberto is not a racist. Ledo is very confused and narrow-minded. OG, no, not racist. Egberto, Carl, uh, not a racist. Thank you, my brother. Yes, Egberto, you are racist. You group people by race. Hmm, I do that, huh? Wow, okay. Egberto, not a racist. Thank you, Tom. CEW is a good-hearted person working to let everyone participate. Absolutely. Do you know that's what I believe in? Uh, Paul Fleming, no, I don't know Daniel in his life, so I can't say even though I don't often agree with him. Paul Fleming... Thank you for the perspective, Mr. Fleming. That was so important. That is such an important perspective Paul Fleming just gave you. And if we, would, if we would do what Paul just did, how much better it would be. I disagree with Ledo, but I can't call Ledo a racist. I know Ledo personally. I've spoken to Ledo personally while he was a part of the Tea Party and otherwise. And I had not known Daniel Ledo. I'll tell you what I feel about Daniel Ledo deep in the heart now. 
I don't think Daniel Ledo is a racist. I do think he is confused, and I do think he is. Uh, I do think that he is suffering from what a lot of people on the right are suffering from, and that is they are being their minds are being infiltrated by a well-designed campaign, and that is why you never see me block people here. That is why you see me try to entertain and talk to everybody. Because I understand that it's not them intrinsically that are that way, but that it is imparted on them. And if I somehow not want to break bread or have coffee with Daniel Ledo or Tech77 or Eric Hayes or whatever, I am no different than what I'm saying they are allowing others to make them into. If I believe that these external resources, these external forces are, are the ones creating the problem, I can only defeat the problem they are creating by not falling into the same domain that they would like me to fall in, that I think, personally, folks like Ledo have fallen in, but that otherwise would have been good people. That's all I have to say. So uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that, uh, Paul Fleming. You were very insightful in your comment. Julie Van Osdell, Egberto, I don't believe you're racist, can't speak for Ledo. And, and Julie Van Osdell just did the right thing as well. Ledo is wrong. Carl Cox as well. Uh, race baiter is better. Mm, I don't think I'm a race baiter. Uh, Dave Roberts, thank you. I'm not racist. Uh, Michael Cisak, Dr. Andrew Baker, and I won't stalk that. Daniel Ledo, Egberto, I cannot be racist. My family is full of races other than what I know. Led Did you hear what I just said, Ledo? Come on now. And, and just like your family is that way, if you say you cannot be because that's who your family is, you have to accept it from me as, because that's who my family is as well too, Ledo. Come on, brother. George Gonzalez, are conservatives really arguing that cops should be allowed to kill? They are not. Uh, let's see now. Uh, this is a melting pot of people with different viewpoints and opinions which make each unique and valid. If you want slant opinion on us, Eric, I, Curtis Jacobs, Egberto, no. Thank you, Brother Jacobs. Uh, Michael Rodney, next topic, then Okay. Uh, let's see, as oceans heat up, the water rises in part because warm water expands, but also because the warmer waters have initiated a major meltdown of the polar ice. I'm not going to complete it, but you just made an important find there. A lot of people don't get it. Water over four degrees. Water starts to expand at four degrees. Uh, it starts to expand at four degrees and below, but it also expands at higher degrees as it gets hotter. It, it, it's at its densest point. I think it's at four degrees centigrade. So uh, Michael Rudden made an important point. Only 11 black people were unarmed and died. Oh, God. I'm not going to go there. Okay, Paul Fleming, you have a laugh rather than cry with some of these statements. Egberto, libertarians usually anti-war. I think the comment was sarcastic or maybe misread. I misread. Uh, let's see. Uh, white people like in the suburbs where crimes don't get reported on the evening news. That's what we talk about a lot, Paul Fleming. Exactly. Egberto, you're constantly looking at white people claiming they're racist without knowing what they have. Most of my listeners, most of my watchers, most of my contributors, most of the people supporting the things that we want are white. So, uh, please, I am very fair in my commentary. And uh, I, I, I would barter that a lot of the, my supporters also know that I surely believe uh, race is a social construct, and that's why they invest in, in the message that I'm putting out there. And I thank you all for that. So I, I just want to get that clear. I could not possibly be racist, not even on the, uh, not even on the carnal side. Daniel, uh, that's between Daniel and Norman. Universal computation. There is no biological basis for the concept of race. I love you, universal computation. Why politicians and politic pundits are standing by the science? Is because it's a financial reason they're doing it. Eric Hayes, it expands too much, drink it. All right, Norman uh, Reynolds, we are all indoctrinated into a racist culture. The races do not exist. It's a social construct. I'm going to read all of this. I'm pointing out the absurdity of family as evidence of not being racist. You can absolutely have a white family member and still be a racist. You are the case study. Oh, boy, there's nothing. there is nothing to get to you. You will someday. Uh, sweet. You actually got to the bottom by the end of the show. Nice. Hey, Eric Hayes, do you think things are overly divisive these days? Why? They're overly divisive, but at some point we have to have that catharsis. And I think now is the time for that catharsis. I think we have to come out and say what we feel. That's why I tell people I want everybody to say what they feel, even if it's racist what they feel. Say it so that others can get around it. 
Martha Benton, I am white. I don't think Egberto is racist. Sorry, late was clean. <laughs> I hear you, Martha. I hear you. I got to the bottom of the list. Hey, guys, I got to get out of here. I want to thank you all so much for spending this time for me, with me. I couldn't do it without you at all. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, I'll probably have one of the interviews. Uh, love you all. Thank you all for being here. I know you could be anywhere else. Egberto, one more topic that I'm going to repeat for tomorrow's show. Okay, put it on tomorrow's show, okay? Egberto, Bridge MC, have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Egberto, because America is great. Melting pot, that is, I like to call it a salsa, not a melting pot, a salsa. Because I like Italian food. I like soul food. I like Greek food. I like all these other types of food. I don't want to squeeze them all into one mush and eat them. I love all people. I love the differences in people. I love to see that people have big lips, little lips, small lips, big this, big that. I love it. It is, it is like watching, you know, when you see a salad and you see all the, or a salsa, and you see all these things, that's what makes beauty. So I get away now from melting pot to a salsa, una ensalada. You know? So anyhow, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.